Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And I've had just a few minutes to sit with Ben Brown already, and I can tell that we're going to have a fantastic conversation today. Please welcome Ben Brown. He's the owner of BSL Nutrition. And are you a native to Arizona? I didn't ask I that. I am not. I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And how long have you been here? Oh, geez. Uh, over 20 years now. U of A undergrad, ASU for graduate school. Met my wife while I was in grad school, and, and we stuck around. Excellent. We've been talking about your wife off air a little bit, and she is your partner. She is. Tell me her name. Christina. Christina, because we've been saying wife, yep. and right, now we right. proper introduction to Christina, and I'm sure she's here with us in spirit. So, Ben, tell us about BSL Nutrition, who you are, who you serve, and then I can't wait to kind of do a deeper dive around why you're in this business and the impact that it's having on your clients. Yeah, most definitely. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited for this conversation and appreciate you uh, and the opportunity to share. So, BSL Nutrition stands for Body Systems Labs. We've been in the industry for over 15 years now. I said I've been in the Valley for over 20, and I've really been rooted in exercise, health, wellness, nutrition uh, for the entirety of my career. And so at BSL Nutrition, we really work with highly driven individuals to help them build a better body and create the energy to show up for their family. And we have a a pure science proven results systematic process that we leverage uh, to help our clients do just that. And, And I'll get into that in a little bit, but at the end of the day, Our objective really is to help our clients change their belief system around what it means to be healthy and really go against the grain of everything that's rooted into conventional wisdom around dieting and fad diets and and all of these types of things. And a lot of it stemmed from my experiences growing up and a lot of the challenges that I struggled with, with my health through high school, through sports, and um, ultimately to the point where I really realized I needed to kind of change the culture around nutrition and health and fitness. And so that's what we do at BSL Nutrition is is all of those things. I'm still amazed as I've made, made some changes for myself, how many people still aren't in control of what they put in their bodies. I mean, this is... Uh, this is the world that we're living in, right? It's, it's yeah. like you have to be so proactive to and do so much diligence to understand what it is that you're consuming and how it's affecting you. And the reality is just with our day-to-day, with our society, I mean, like I said, you have to be so overly proactive because otherwise we're going to be a sabotage, for lack of a better term. It's just there's so much lack of information and everyone wants to do better, right? Yep. Everyone wants to do better. They want to live a healthier lifestyle. They realize the implications, but it really is confusing. There's a lot of conflicting information. And so we really want to kind of set the record straight and be very matter of fact with people. There's no smoke and mirrors, right? There's no um, secrets to how to accomplish this. There's also no shortcut. Exactly. There's no shortcuts. and, and, And it's not easy, but it can be simple. And that's really our objective is to help simplify the process. In fact, we say, you know, part of our, our, our slogan is, is smart nutrition made simple. Mm-hmm. We want to help you make smarter decisions in the most simplistic way possible because like we were discussing, you know, so many of us are, we're all quote unquote busy, right? A lot of people have families, they have young kids, they're navigating the nuances of a career, of a family, of all of the stressors that come with day-to-day life to say nothing of, you know, pandemic and what have you. 
And so it really does need to become this simplistic process by virtue of helping us change our mindset. And you understand that, change our mindset around how we're approaching our day-to-day, how we manage our stressors, and how we ultimately develop the skills and the tools to change our behaviors around our, our nutrition, around our exercise, and just around planning, preparation, and the whole thought process involved. I love it. What is the greatest compliment that you hear? So say you guys are at the end of the day, you're getting ready to go to bed and you're thinking about a client and they've said this or they've shared this story. What is that thing that you know, yes, they get it. They finally get it. Is there something in particular? Is it my my pants feel better or I look mm. in the mirror and I smile at myself or I didn't have a craving? Is it all of those things or is it something different? That's a great question. The biggest compliment that we receive is the empowerment that our clients get from the coaching process, is the autonomy that they walk away with to know that they're in control of their nutrition decisions. And I think that that's also the biggest limiting factor for people is that they feel relegated to myopic, overly restrictive, dichotomous, you know, black or white plants, right? These plants that are green light, eat these foods, red light, never eat these foods. You can only have this many calories. You have to exercise in this way. And frankly, that's just not how the human body works. And it's also not how human psychology works. And so the ultimate objective for us is to empower the client with the tools and the skills so that they can walk away from a program like ours, becoming the, having become their own best nutrition detective, right? To know, okay, These are the foods that I enjoy, first and foremost, that I know I, quote unquote, can have, right? Because there shouldn't be foods that are off limits. And then with respect to that, though, how do I take ownership over these decisions, Karen? How do I become the owner of this process so that I can do what works best for me and really understand? Oftentimes people walk into the program and say, well, I want to lose 10 or 20 or 30 pounds. Totally reasonable. But what's underlying that, right? What, why is that important for you? Is it for your confidence? You want to love what you see in the mirror? You want to set a better example for your kids? You want to start showing up in the, in the way that you committed to for your spouse through your vows and upholding those commitments? Like what is underlying the 10, 20, 30 plus pounds that you're going to be able to root into when things start to get hard? And at the end of the day, that's what's required for someone to truly change their identity and to walk into the new persona that they're creating. What does that person look like? What does it feel like? Who do you want to become? So we have to change. Wow. <laughs> I know your bio shares a little bit about your background and the, the types of individuals and or companies that you work with. Tell us a little bit about who you've been blessed to, to serve with this career. Yeah, so um, it's it's been uh, an adventure to say the least. I mentioned how I went to U of A undergrad and I came up here to ASU for grad school and I studied exercise and wellness here in grad school and I was I had I was really blessed with the opportunity to really specialize in strength and conditioning. I had an amazing team of colleagues and mentors through Arizona State University. And so I was kind of just thrown to the wolves. We started training athletes. We were working with Chandler Gilbert Community College athletes. At the same time, I was doing an internship with Arizona Cardinals and as part of their strength staff. 
So initially, I kind of was driven by, hey, I want to work with high-performance athletes. Like, who doesn't? You know, especially an upcoming, like, personal trainer. But what I realized very quickly is that wasn't really what, what motivated me. I had experienced a couple things in high school that helped lead me to this trajectory. One, the trajectory of health and fitness. And one aspect of that was I had a lot of stomach issues growing up. So I I knew as well. And so high school was tough in that I had a lot of um, gastrointestinal issues, IBS, acid indigestion, and the conventional medicine route couldn't really figure out what was going on. Now, uh, my parents love them to death, but baby boomers also of of really kind of rooting into, well, whatever the doctor says goes. And having been a child, you know, who, when I was sick, was on an antibiotic without fail, time and time and time again. And what I realize now, some years and years and years later, is that had really wreaked havoc with my digestive health, with the the health of my gut bacteria, the balance of good to bad gut bacteria, the health of the, what we call the microbiome. And so I had reached a point where I'd had a lot of food sensitivities and it was quite painful through high school. And um, I was on kind of endless rounds of antacid medication and nothing could really figure out what was going on. And so I had to take it upon myself to just start to try and understand, well, um, what works for me? What doesn't work for me? What foods do I need to avoid? What foods can I consume? And, and, and that started one aspect of the journey. And then the second aspect was uh, my junior year of high school. I tore my ACL mm-hmm. on our first football scrimmage. And I had uh, college sport aspirations. That kind of squashed that because it took me out for the entire season. Mm-hmm. But I became absolutely enthralled with the rehabilitation process And so between kind of rehabbing my body, uh, physically, between proverbially rehabbing my my health through my nutrition, it really spurred this this deep interest and love for human physiology and biochemistry. And so that's kind of what I studied in college. I did end up playing collegiate sports. So I played a year of football. I played uh, rugby at University of Arizona. Um, which was fantastic um, and just culturally, communally, the camaraderie was absolutely everything that I needed in life at that juncture. Yeah. You know, this floundering 19, 20-year-old kid just looking for some guidance. And my coach at the time was was really profound in giving me that direction and ultimately the accountability that I needed to start showing up in a bigger and better way. And was fortunate to have had that program to help me get through undergrad without drinking myself, you know, under the table or uh, or just failing out of school. Yeah. And so I was able to sweet talk my way into Arizona State University, where I, like I said, studied strength and conditioning. And that was the impetus to, to kind of determine, okay, I love strength and conditioning. But what I also love is the physical therapy process. I also know the value of nutrition, especially as it pertains to an individual's physique, their overall health, and their performance. And so I had a couple different jobs out of of grad school. One was within a physical therapy clinic, but very quickly I realized that I'm unemployable and that it was going to be up to me to kind of determine my own future in business. 
And here you are. And here I am. So I'm, uh, well, let's see where, like I said, over 15 years ago. So I, I graduated from ASU in 2005. And and opened your business shortly I opened that? my business around 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you and your wife opened it together or you were already doing it on your own? No, I, I was a solopreneur for years. Uh, Christina didn't join the business until 2020. Oh, okay. And COVID was the impetus to help her get out of corporate America. And it's been an absolute blessing. And three kiddos, you already told me that. Right. Who are home for summer break. They are. And now, thank goodness, they're in camp. Um, <laughs> right. Because we do work from home. So I was telling you, you know, we we have the the privilege and the curse of working from home, of obviously having a marriage, of running a family together and, and running the business together. And so it's been challenging, but extremely rewarding. And all of your work with clients is online. Yes. So worldwide. We we do. We have clients, uh, man, in Japan, in the UK, in Australia, in in the uh, UAE. Yeah. So, but the vast majority of our clients are are. But how great that this skill set <laughs> and the way in which you've put your program together makes it accessible for anybody, anywhere. And talk to us a little bit more about high-performing. So if we have somebody w- listening or watching on LinkedIn and they're thinking, great guy, I'm curious, I want to learn more, I need some help in this area, who is a good fit for you client-wise? Yeah, well, speaking of high-performing, I mean, we really work with a lot of highly driven individuals, decision-makers, C-suite executives, um, director-level uh, individuals, entrepreneurs, and just badass moms and dads that are willing to take control and ownership over their health, regardless of the stage of life that they're in. You know, my wife's a great example of someone who's been in corporate America for the entirety of her career on and off, but she was a a collegiate athlete. She played volleyball in college. And it's really that mindset of being coachable, taking ownership over your decisions, showing up and doing the work, really just having the right roadmap Mm -hmm. to be able to follow and the right co-pilot, if you will, to help you navigate that journey. And so those are the type of people that do really well with our programs. They are accountable. Um, They take responsibility, like I said, and they're willing to show up and communicate and understand that their journey is going to be different from someone else's. But it's really just the trials and tribulations that are going to help them move from one point to the next. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I have so many uh, thoughts and questions running through my mind. Let's go back to mindset a little bit. That's a key part of the program, right? Mm-hmm. So how often do you find somebody comes in and begins to work with one of you as coaches? And even though they're high performing in probably many areas of their life, they're stuck. And mm-hmm. does that happen? They're just stuck around this I own my body. I know what I need to put into it. How do you help them shift that? It always happens. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love I mean, that listen, ball you're 100%, on purpose. <laughs> I mean, listen, so I mentioned our pure science proven results process. And one of the things that I've... Say, say that again, the name of it. It's our pure science proven results process. Pure? P-E- pure. Oh, pure. pure. P- uh-huh. Yeah. Pure, pure science. science. So so within that, there's there, there's really three pillars is, is we leverage the science of data collection. I mean, I have two master's degrees. One in exercise science. I ended up going back to school uh, later on, years later, to get a degree in clinical nutrition. So we respect, acknowledge, and embrace the scientific process. We need to be able to leverage data to make informed decisions, just as any good business owner is going to do. They're going to look at their budget. They're going to look at P&Ls. They're going to have KPIs. And they're going to say, well, if I want to go here, 
work backwards and say, these are the steps that we need to do to create mm-hmm. in order to facilitate the outcome, right? And, and so we fully understand, especially in the scope of, of nutrition, of weight loss, of fitness, is that there's metrics that need to be respected and understood around calorie intake, around weight, around circumference measurements, around certain aspects of physiology. We can talk about blood work, around sleep, around hydration. Age? Age absolutely is a factor, right? To some degree. Mm -hmm. Genetics is even a factor, but objectively, objectively is we have these parameters. And, And by the way, this is what every single diet focuses on. Calories in, calories out. Mm-hmm. Right now, if that was all that we needed, we would be way more successful in the dieting industry than we are. And the reality is, we just generally, whatever ninety five percent of diets fail throughout this this kind of general statistic. But it's my opinion, and what we've observed over close to twenty years now, that the reason those fails is because they're not factoring in mindset. They're not factoring in the psychology of behavior change, mm-hmm. which is the second pillar of our process, of our proprietary process. And so when we can help our client understand that there's emotional components, there's components of stress that we actually are going to change as a person, that there's fundamental feedback loops built in from the time that we were a child that drive the decisions that we make around despite the fact that we quote unquote know what to do. If I'm driving home after a long day, Right. And I know I'm going to pull into the driveway and then I'm going to get absolutely sabotaged with the kids and the family and the responsibilities. There might be decisions that I'm going to make that irrespective of me just wanting to have a six pack. Right. Or it's been a long week and it's Friday. And despite the fact that I probably shouldn't have the glass of wine, I'm going to have it. And I might have two. And then I might have the dessert because I'm going to say, screw it. And the white knuckling willpower can't hold up to the emotional power, the dopamine boost, right? Of the, the the neural drive that comes from eating enjoyable foods. You know what mine is? Jack in the box sourdough bacon cheeseburger from my NAU <laughs> undergrad days. Oh, really? Yeah. Late at night and I, I didn't party a lot, but when I did and I was heading home back to the dorm, Jack in the box. The only thing open at that time of night, yep. sourdough bacon cheeseburger. Still, I'm 58 years old. Still That's gets me it. every time. It's... And I and I have to be careful because if I'm left to my own devices, it doesn't matter what time of day. I'm pulling it. through that drive through and it's got to have fries and the Dr. Pepper too. And, well, and then I'm in trouble. Mine is, I'll commiserate here because mine is uh, frozen chocolate chip cookies. Oh. Regardless of where I'm at, if I... If I have one of those in front of me, it's it's over. So like those crumble cookies, you take one of those and you throw those in the freezer. For, oh, no. Get it. My wife knows. <laughs> do not bring those things in the house. Right. They're going down. Anyways. <laughs> we, we digress. So third pillar. Sorry about that bird walk. Well, so, you, you know, you, you, you lobbed up sort of the psychology behavior change, which is the yeah. second pillar of our process. We have to help the individual understand that there's more powerful factors at play than just knowing what to do and right. just being relegated to controlling your calories and thinking that you need to do better, right? Or, you know, how many times have we been down this road of uh, of subscribing to a nutrition plan or a calorie plan and invariably it fails because real life gets in the way, right? All of the roadblocks around kids, around family, around stress, around death in the family, around sickness. Travel for a lot of business. All of it. So, yeah. And 
And we don't plan for those things, but they're part of our everyday life. So why are we not factoring those things in? And so the last pillar is the art of coaching. This is where an experienced, uh, knowledgeable, and dedicated coach can help you walk through and traverse the roadblocks that are invariably going to fall in your path, right? Because without the skills to be able to do that, you're bound to quote unquote fail. And I'm not going to call it failure because I don't look at it as failure. I look at all of these experiences as opportunities to learn and grow. But we feel like a failure. You do feel like a failure, which you shouldn't. Right. But you can't not, based on the the way our culture and society treats Mm -hmm. these dieting practices. It's not your fault that you feel like you failed, that you feel guilt, that you feel shame, that you feel regret when you can't subscribe to what was an unrealistic plan to begin with because you haven't addressed the change that needs to happen between the ears, Hmm. right? And perhaps you don't have the accountability to help you realistically walk through the process because we all are, we're only human, right? And we're going to experience challenges and we're going to rationalize things like me and the frozen cookie, regardless of where I am, whatever emotions are at play in that moment, sometimes I can't break through that feedback loop mm-hmm. and or, or I haven't put in the time or energy to be able to do that. And that's what we help our clients do. Um, and so through that, that process, we actually created another process, what we call nutri- our nutrition seasons approach. And it's really just zooming out and saying, listen, what if instead of myopically focusing on just cutting calories or ramping up exercise in perpetuity, because that's what people feel like they need to do. It's like, okay, all I need to do is just cut my calories down, but we stay there. And then invariably we, we fail, right? Or, or we can't subscribe to the plan, but then we say, okay, I'll start again Monday or I'll start again after, okay, I'm going on vacation, but then I'll start again. Or, well, New Year's is coming up, so I'll start at New Year's. So we're always in this perpetual state of dieting. That's not how human physiology uh, works. Instead, we need to look at it as a seasonal approach, much like an athlete would, much like a business person would. If There's going to be seasons where we're really driving hard on business. For this quarter, we're going to, you know, we're going to focus on these one or two or three pivotal things. Next quarter, we're going to take a step back. Maybe we're going to work a little more on our operations, build the foundation a little bit. And then the following quarter, we're going to build. You know, and we're going we're gonna to bring in some team members, what have you. And so that's the way that we approach the nutrition process. Like I said, nutrition seasons approach to the degree that we really look at a year or more with an individual. Instead of 30 days or 90 days or 75 hard, we look at a year. And we say within the context of this year, when are we actually going to diet? When are we going to be in maintenance? When do we need more flexibility and freedom? It's summer break for the kids. We are traveling as a family. I want to be able to eat more food. I want to be able to have some cocktails here and there. And there's no reason you shouldn't. That's not unreasonable, right? But the psychology is such that we're always feeling guilty for making decisions that are perfectly reasonable decisions. So when we can give people permission to do that, it changes, like I said, it changes their belief system around what it means to be healthy. It changes their perspective on the dieting process to the degree that we can help you lose weight, we can help you lose body fat, we can help you get healthier, but also rebuild that relationship with food, with your body, how to um, function realistically in the world, in the real world. And, And that's what it's all about. 
I'm hearing is planning is prevention. Yeah, 100% is planning and preparation, but knowing how to plan, knowing how to think ahead, knowing how, uh, knowing what obstacles are going to fall in your path, knowing how to have the tough conversations, knowing how to communicate effectively with your social support system. Mm-hmm. Do you have a social support system? That's of benefit to you Correct. when it comes to proper nutrition and Correct. mindset. And just because you just signed up for a diet plan <laughs> or doesn't mean that your significant other knows how to effectively support you. Right. And it also doesn't mean that just because you're they're making decisions that you guys always made. Doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't make mean that they're sabotaging you. It means you probably haven't communicated the process effectively to them and what specifically you need from them so that they can support you in the way that I'm sure they want to be able to support mm-hmm. you. So it's like how intangible are all of these conversations? How intangible is the thought process around the planning, the preparation, and giving ourselves the opportunity to just step back from, from focusing so much on calories and exercise for a moment? And that's really in a big picture is helping you, like I said, is, is just change your identity, become a new person, become the person that you want to become and infuse the behaviors that that person embodies. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What about the times when we're not motivated? What's the best advice that you have for people when, you know, <laughs> when we need to be motivated and that motivation might be gone? Well, we're not always going to be motivated. So, I mean, you know, right. you, people show up to work every day. I, I guarantee there's individuals listening to this this podcast that maybe run been sitting in this room, maybe even that listen, you know, <laughs> that that run their own businesses, that run large businesses, and I promise you, they don't want to show up for for work every single day, but they do because they have people that defend depend on them, and they have a bigger vision and mission at play. So it, it really comes down to what is your vision, what is your mission, what is your 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 personal operating systems, mm-hmm. right? We have standard operating procedures for businesses. What does your own personal operating system look like? What values do you uphold that are going to help you infuse the discipline to ensure that you show up in a bigger and better way every single day? For me, it's my family. It's my kids. It's the example that I set. It's the example I'm setting for my clients every single day by showing up and, and leading the charge, right? And so invariably, there's discipline required, just like anything in life. It's just a matter of how important the goal is for you. And that's like, Karen, that's where I talked to just losing 10 pounds for a lot of people is too surface level. Mm-hmm. It's not right. powerful it's not enough. beneath, right. Why those 10 pounds? Right. Why is that important to you at the end of the day? Is it your wife isn't looking at you the same way anymore? Mm-hmm. Right. You're lacking confidence. You know, when you walk into the boardroom and your, your suit coat is tight or, you know, that you don't get the respect that you know you deserve or that you want, right? I mean, those are more powerful drivers. And so that's where it's waking up every single day, looking in the mirror and it's saying, what do I want and how do I create what I want? And how do I embrace the discomfort that is required to get what it is that I want? Because, you know, especially now, it's too easy to live in comfort, right? We're not going to- Even when we're uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly that. Thank yep, you. Yep, our our mind is designed for sameness, right? right? And so, 
comfortable might be, I'm terribly uncomfortable. You're, yeah, you're comfortably uncomfortable. Right. Right. And and so how do you start to embrace the discomfort of the change? And that's even a possibility that I Correct. can shift my story in the way I think. Right. Love and it. then how do I start to lean into that every single day? Just lean into it. And and that's especially when we talk about changing the mindset around the dieting aspect is like, okay, cool. So you tried keto, you tried carnivore, or you went, you know, you did 75 hard and, or you did whole 30, or you did HCG, or you're doing Octavia, whatever it is, if, and when you come to the realization that that isn't working for you, it doesn't make you a bad person. It's a learning opportunity. And so why can't you simply reflect on that and acknowledge, well, what about it wasn't working? Yeah. Was it the, was it actually the foods? Was it the, the fact that I couldn't enjoy dinner with my family? Was it the fact that I felt too restricted? Was it the fact that it wasn't sustainable? Was it the fact that it didn't align with my uh, what I enjoy doing on a day-to-day process? Was it felt the, the fact that I just felt terrible? You know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, acknowledge that and then run with it. Say, okay, at least I've learned something. How do I take that and apply it to the next thing? Step, you spoke about, you know, feeling guilty a bit ago and stepping away from shame and guilt and standing in the presence of the reality and being honest with ourselves really matters. And to have an accountability partner in a coach like you guys mm-hmm. would make all the difference in the world. I can tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. I can tell you what I'm up against. And having you have done the walk before me and knowing the data behind how my body mechanic works sounds like it's the perfect combination. I always question... I think that w- with your listeners, they probably will resonate with this, but even coaches need coaches. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so if I'm a coach and I don't have a coach, what is it saying about my belief system in the coaching process? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to acknowledge uh, and just transparently, it's like, I have a coach. I have a business coach. I have a financial advisor. I have a a nutrition coach. I have someone who writes my training programs. I even have a men's group that I belong to, to communicate and, and talk with other men, husbands, fathers, and business owners. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that higher level of accountability is absolutely crucial in, in helping us create the discomfort that we need to grow, Yes, to be challenged. I'm an athlete. I think any hard charging individual has that athlete mindset of knowing that they need to get uncomfortable, yep. but they also need to be challenged yep. to do so. And, and so that's what I think is the biggest missing piece in this, we'll call it this dieting process in this lifestyle change process is actually having someone who you are accountable to so that you can show up as your best self, so that you can lean into the discomfort and who's going to challenge you to continually, perpetually get better. And it's not just having the coach, but it's having a a full support system, a community around you of like-minded individuals who are going to invariably force you to to elevate. Raise the bar. Yeah. Yeah, raise the bar. And they're not just talking the talk, <laughs> they're walking the walk. They're they're doing it for their own lives and for their own reasons as well. Yeah. yeah. You you mentioned 75 hard a couple of times. I have to share this with you. A little over a year ago, I was on a hike with my dog uh, coming back towards my home about a half mile away. And as I was walking, it was in the evening, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to start 75 hard. 
I just made a decision in that yeah. moment. About, I don't know, two minutes later, my dog knocks me over because there's a little dog walking past us. I fall. The man with that little dog and I hear a snap oh. and I broke my hip. Oh, my gosh. And I'm not very tall, so I'm not far from the ground. So my first thought was when I kind of came to was, oh, I should probably get my bones checked. I've since found out that I have osteoporosis. And then my next thought was, I've fallen and I can't get up. (laughs) And I ended up in the hospital, taken by ambulance. I had a full hip replacement. And laying there, I really was joking with myself and, you know, dear friends who were checking in on me. Here I was, and I even told the paramedics, I'm like, here I was thinking that I was going to do 75 hard tomorrow. They're like, well, that's going to have, you're going to have to put that on hold, right? In the hospital in recovery, at 57, I realized that something for, at least for me, some of these goals that I put out in front of myself, I grew up an athlete as well, not a great athlete, but I was very athletic, just not really good at what I did. And that was a story I kept telling myself. Mm-hmm. And I decided when I was laying in the hospital, you know what, I I need to train for life. I need to train for mm-hmm. my 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And so my recovery, with the help of my PT and my my nutritionist, of course, and my coach and all the people that are in my life, as you mentioned, as a coach myself, I need to make sure that I've got all my accountability partners and the people who help me really do a better job. I recovered very quickly. I've since jumped out of an airplane to a tandem dive. I just did a sprint triathlon in Tempe Town Lake not too long ago. And I my mentality is really I eat because I want to live well and I want to stay physically healthy so I yeah. can see my, you know, be in relationship with my grandkids and my kids. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but here it was that the impetus was I'm going to do this quick goal, which is fantastic, and hooray for people who do for 75 sure. hard. And I'm, sure. not, I'm not knocking that. But for me, I realized that that would have been far more pressure than I needed in my life. And with my dog's help, I had to have a reset. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's fascinating. When I talk about osteoporosis, it also makes me want to ask a question. So what about someone with diabetes or with some sort of auto, other autoimmune situation or a heart condition or something like, you know, what I've shared? Do you work with people who have a diagnosis and they're on some sort of medication and mm-hmm. and and you're you're able to help those people as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've had a number of clients um, reverse type two diabetes, so get off uh, diabetes meds, actually normalize their blood sugar levels. Fantastic. We have individuals with autoimmune disease. Now we are not medical professionals. I, hear that. Um, I do have a degree in clinical nutrition, so so we can speak to some of the nuances of metabolic dysregulation. And, and really what we do and what we've tailored our program is really around how to reverse uh, metabolic damage that happens as we get older. It's by, reversible. Very much so in terms of, listen, if, if we are carrying more body fat, more adiposity, if we're carrying more visceral body fat, so that's body fat that's deep around our organs, which is very hormonally influencing and not in a good way. It's very hormonally influencing body fat uh, tissue for people with high blood pressure, with people with high cholesterol, with uh, poor blood sugar regulation. These are all, is becoming more and more common. So especially as we get older, our overweight population is sort of stagnating, but our obese population is exponentially going up. And so we're seeing kids with, you know, metabolic dysfunction now. And it's, by the way, it's no longer called adult onset diabetes. Remember type two diabetes used to be called adult onset. It's no longer called that because kids are getting type two diabetes. So my point in all of this is that I'll argue that every single 
personal trainer, every single nutritionist has a responsibility to know how to navigate metabolic dysfunction to the degree that, listen, this is not rocket science. Like we're helping people eat more normalized meals, get more protein, eat more vegetables, manage their calorie intake, move their body more, more efficiently, and frankly, just move their body more in ways that are going to be able to support their long-term health, longevity, lean muscle tissue, which by the way, is the muscle of longevity, is lean muscle mass. And so as we get older, and this is a lot of the conversations that we have with clients, is their why ends up no longer really being, especially we'll say in their 40s and 50s, uh, the why's no longer so ego-driven around, I just want to look great with my shirt off at the beach. It's it's sure that's still important. So, but it's now a perk and a benefit, not, it is. The, not the reason that but somebody's it, doing it. It's the perk to say, well, I want to live a long time. I have kids that are responsible for, yeah. I, I, that I'm responsible for. I want to leave a legacy and I want my kids to know um, and, and develop these behaviors and habits. And part of that is uh, supporting and, and building lean muscle tissue as we get older because that is responsible for quality of life, is being strong, right? Of being able to to do the things that you want to do, to be able to get up and down from chairs. And and while that may not resonate with people listening right now, just think about your parents and what's going on with your parents, whether they're gone or whether they're still here, but they're struggling because they can't move and they're debilitated to this quality of life that I know you don't want for yourself. I don't want this for me. And I see this in my parents. And so it becomes imperative that Part of that ownership and responsibility is that you're doing the things now, that you're supporting lean muscle tissue, that you are strength training consistently and you're moving your body enough to be able to offset many of the things that come with our our modern day society, food, sedentary lifestyle, uh, all of those types of things. Can I change the direction of our conversation? Please do. Businesses. I believe, so we talked a lot about uh, working one-on-one. How do you support businesses and, and and entities like that? You guys do do work with Yeah, so in, in 2015, we started a corporate wellness program. And that was the same time that we took our business online. So I had a couple young kids. I was pulling early morning shifts in the gym. Yeah. The late night shifts in the gym was missing out on their life. Realized, okay, there's got to be a better way to approach this. So we kind of took our, our business online, but we've had the opportunity to work with a couple companies now over the years. What we do with the companies is really, um, we'll do lunch and learns. So we'll do local or, or virtual lunch and learn conversations, really just educating their employees on everything that we're talking about. Yeah. In fact, I've got one tomorrow for a local construction company, and we're talking about eating on the go. And how we can build out healthier plates. How Little we can make, sound bites that yeah. are digestible, huh? I mean, no, play on words there, but these opportunities of these lunch and learns to give them something that tangible that they could really yeah. act on right away. That's a great way to be in relationship with a company that cares about their employees. And that's it. And, and companies are realizing, like, listen, it's in your best interest to take care of your employees, especially around their health, yes. fitness, wellness, mental health. These employees, especially nowadays, I guess you know, finding the right employees, finding employees, period, right, is pivotal to ensure that, okay, you've got an incredible employee base. Take care of them. 
spend money on them, help them live healthier lifestyles, help them make better decisions. Because what we very clearly know is the employee that is exercising, that is eating healthier food, that has more confidence, that has more energy, they're going to be more productive. They're going to get along better with their peers. They're going to show up more consistently. They're going to have less sick days. They are going to cost you less Mm -hmm. in the long run because they're a healthier individual. And if you're modeling that in alignment with that individual, they're going to stay longer and be more dedicated and committed to the mission and the purpose of the business because you all are singing from the same sheet of music. And and why shouldn't that be part of your community and culture? Yes. More and more, we're seeing that in the interviews that we've had. and, And obviously, folks like you who are bringing that into organizations is huge. How does somebody get a hold of you if they're interested or listening? They're like, oh my gosh, our company needs this. We'd love to align with you guys. What does that look like for a business owner? Uh, just through our, our website uh, or contacting me personally, just through our website, bslnutrition.com. Mm-hmm. And and we can have a conversation around what they're looking for and how we can support their employees. And, you know, even some of the more progressive companies are even subsidizing their employees to work with us Good. so that it's a win-win, right? You've got us standing there in front of their employees, supporting them. You've got the company standing behind the employees, supporting them so that the employee knows, like, look how many people I have. Look at the support system Mm -hmm. I have in place. We've made it unreasonable for them to fail. Love it. Uh, Love that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, you can't fail when you have the right support structure and the right guidance and the data to make sure that people are are taking care of themselves the way they need to take care of themselves. Yeah. I mean, how powerful is it for, for an employee to know that their company has their best interest in mind. I mean, that go that supersedes that that three percent raise. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Before we close out our segment, I have a couple questions that maybe some takeaways for our listening audience and viewing audience right now. Talk to it's summer here in Arizona, <laughs> uh, at least the time that we're uh, doing airing this live. What is the best way to stay hydrated? Uh, so I, it's it's pretty obvious to drink water, but. You want to make sure that you're drinking, well, yeah, first first and foremost, drink water, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is important, though, that you're drinking water that has minerals in it. We drink a lot of, like, reverse osmosis or purified or bottled water, and oftentimes that water is void of minerals. And, and these are like the electrolytes that we hear so much about, right? Sodium, magnesium, potassium, phosphorus, bicarbonate, calcium. And, and so there's a lot of different electrolyte supplements out there. You can even just put a pinch of sea salt in your water to remineralize it a little bit. But that goes a long way towards actually driving the water into the cells, actually the water being absorbed into mm-hmm. the cells. And so that's a good way of doing it. Just be cautious of some of the electrolyte supplements and the amount of sugar. It shouldn't have sugar mm-hmm. in it. And so like Gatorade is an example. It's like, listen, it's that's a glorified soda. So just some uh, electrolyte supplements that are just minerals, minimal sugar, fruit, vegetables, right? Eating nutrient-dense foods. So watermelon, cantaloupe, apples, celery, lettuce, cucumbers. They have so much water. They're, they're mostly yeah. water. Yeah. And by the way, our body is mostly water. Yes. Right. And so we need this hydration for literally every cellular uh, function to occur in the body from digestion to joint health, to brain health, um, to to absorption of nutrients, Mm -hmm. Um, all of the chemical reactions in our body are required from from water. Mm -hmm. Inflammation. Inflammation is a nebulous term. And so I think 
Well, one is certainly making sure that you're hydrated, but I think when it comes to inflammation, we need to look at overall nutrition saying, okay, the amount of real food to processed food. One of the things that we talk about with our clients is single ingredient food, mm. right? Is saying if, listen, if, if we're reading a label, that's 20 ingredients long. And, and we don't we know have what half those things apple, are, <laughs> yeah. you know, or a chicken breast versus a Tyson chicken tender breaded. Like there's a difference in terms of the yeah. number of ingredients, how processed it is. And I think generally if we can help our clients and individuals move towards more wholesome single ingredient foods, they're going to be getting more nutrition. It's going to be better digested, absorbed, assimilated. There's going to be less inflammation that's created through processed sugars, through processed fats, and through the digestion process, through food sensitivities, which is a very real thing as I've experienced for years and years. That's very, very important because it's going to help with blood sugar regulation blood pressure regulation with with uh, healthy blood fats, lipids. And so if we can quell that through more exercise, healthier food, and as you would probably talk about, uh, a more realistic mindset around the process, um, that's going to help quite a lot. So much information packed in a short hour. I'm so pleased that you're here today. Of course, it's personally really, I'm, you know, doing my checklist in my yeah. mind and grateful for the information. What is next for BSL Nutrition? Yeah. Uh, so we are, like I said, we're, we're hundred percent online. We've got three full-time coaches and an absolutely incredible community of Yeah. Touch of on that. You kind of plop that down a little bit and I didn't want to interrupt you, but I'm, I'm fascinated. So really your community, it is a community. It is a community. And, and we've come to the realization that despite the fact that we're in the online space, I think one of the things, one of the really valuable lessons that we learned from COVID was we need human interaction. We need human connection. Like just this dialogue right here uh, of you and me being in the same room, it's it's, it's so much better. It's so much different than you interviewing me via Zoom. And so (laughs) despite the fact that we work with so many individuals nationally, we really do have an extremely strong local community. And so we have events quarterly uh, for our in per, uh, for our for our local community as well as individuals come in from from out of town all the time yeah. we have a an annual kind of retreat that we bring all our clients into um, and workshop for them to get together and connect and we're building this online as well as far as we have every single day we have a group community coaching call we have one for just women we have one for just men to be able to support each other we have one for the group so the more and more opportunities that we can infuse for our community to connect, to support each other, um, it's just such a nice adjunct to the one-on-one coaching process. And so our next steps are really to continue to grow locally, frankly, despite the fact that, again, we are online. Mm-hmm. We still want to continue to grow our local community because we realize how much value there is in us supporting each other, even in our own backyard. Mm-hmm. How do folks get in touch with you? You mentioned your website a bit ago. It's bslnutrition.com. Yeah, bslnutrition.com, at bslnutrition on social media. I do have a podcast. Uh, Yeah, speak to that. uh, It's called The Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. And so it's just talking about all of the things that we talked about today. But I I often do interview guests in health and fitness and supplementation and, and wellness experts in the field. Um, Past episodes are on the website, but we can also find them on what what platform? Your podcast. Uh, the podcast is on all, all oh, okay, Spotify, perfect. Amazon, iTunes. And the name of the podcast again is the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Yeah, 
There you go. <laughs> Sums up our conversation today. Yeah. Been really great to get to know you. It's been, it's been great yes. having the conversation. I appreciate you having me. Thank Likewise. You. Uh, one more time, Ben Brown, owner of BSL Nutrition right here in Arizona, but also across the globe. And find bslnutrition.com on the web in addition to on social media. And I think we're connected. We're already connected on at least LinkedIn and I Instagram, think so. I think. I'm just uh, starting. <laughs> Getting out there? I'm just starting to tackle LinkedIn. Oh, good. Uh, we're, we're all over Instagram and, and Facebook, and we have a we do have a um, a private Facebook community called the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Community on Facebook. Have to be a client uh, for that? No. Okay. It's, it's for private, anyone. Private group, but anybody can private join and get group, a taste. Anyone can join. So come on over, and all you need to do is do you do need to request just sure. so we can yeah. make sure we're only getting quality people in I there. I love it. Would love to have you in. Good. And happy to hear that you're on LinkedIn. This just aired live on LinkedIn on Phoenix Business Radio X. And so we're going to help give you that little nudge in the right direction. And as you build more locally, uh, this will be a great opportunity to do that. So again, thank you for uh, spending your morning with us. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from Max 6 Entrepreneur Workspace. Some leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 